Welcome back to the Saturday edition of Welcome Women's Basketball, the internet's only women's basketball draft-focused podcast. Today we're providing with a primer on the international prospects to know in this year's 2024 WNBA draft. Welcome Women's Basketball starts now. Welcome Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Welcome, you are with basketball. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. My name is Hunter Cruz. I'm your Saturday host from the WBA Draft and Prospect Scouting. I'm joined by my co-host, M. Ather and Lincoln Schaefer. M. covers the WBA with a focus on player development and the game within the game. Lincoln is our biomechanics guru and contributes to our WBA Draft coverage at the next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. So, in today's episode, we're going to talk about four of the top international prospects in this year's class. And with this international class, what is your overall assessment on this class? I'll, I'll give it to you first, Tim. I mean, the first thing that stands out is this is the best international overall group that we've probably ever had in WNBA history. And, you know, that's not, I want to be clear, that's not an especially high bar, you know, because when we think about this crew as a group, you know, we're talking about, you know, and we'll get to the more specifics here, but there are three very, very legit um, prospects in this class. You know, if all other things were equal, you know, if they were all on the same international schedule as um, the WNBL, if they were all, you know, in leagues that were, that generally raise people to have uh, the ability to come over to the W as much as they want and, you know, don't have hard ass uh, national federations and team commitments, then, you know, this would be probably three border, at least borderline first rounders at the very least. And we've never had that in WNBA history um, in terms of international prospects. You know, we've had some great ones before and we've had some great ones where we've had multiple really good ones. And some of them just weren't drafted as highly because of, you know, considerations about what teams they play for, see uh, the diva Maria. But, you know, when we come to assess this group, the just sheer amount of talent really jumps off the page. And, you know, I think it's unfortunate necessarily that, you know, the sort of baseline stats make it a little more obscure when you're looking at, you know, certain mock drafts that might feature names that I that I don't think, and I certainly don't think the industry is particularly high on, at least as far as, you know, first round names over the other ones. We'll get into those specifics. But yeah, just looking at this, I think it's fair to say that we might have the most talented international prospect singular in this group, if not the two most talented international prospects since Liz Cambage went second overall in, I want to say, 2013. And, you know, beyond that, just the t- just the trio of what we're working with here is unrivaled yeah these players are very very talented and they're playing against 25 to 35 year olds like um one of the players that we're going to talk about nadia potch is playing with mercedes russell and lauren jackson that's a big step up from you know playing against 
Mississippi Valley State. No disrespect to Mississippi Valley State, but that's it's it's a different level of basketball that these players are playing, whether they're playing in Australia or uh, in Europe. It's it's just going to be a higher level level of basketball and. All of these players at this point are 19 years old, which is also a big difference from your 22, 23, 24-year-old college seniors that are going to be draft eligible this year. So uh, there's it's, opinions on that apparently vary. <laughs> it's it's just a it's a little bit different for a 19-year-old playing pro ball than a 22-year-old yes. playing college ball. Lauren Jackson, Mercedes Russell, two players that definitely play the same position at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's open up with Leo Lacan, who is our number one prospect and was referring to combo guard from France, five foot eleven. She's averaging thirteen points, two point eight assists, two point eight rebounds, two point eight steals per game, which leads the entire France's entire league in steals. She also is shooting thirty three percent from three on five point six attempts per game. For you guys, whenever you look at Lacan, um, what is the main thing that would just make her this elite prospect? And why do we think, because if you see these mock drafts or anything, you're not going to see her name. Is that solely because of the international rules where she's yes. not going to come over? Right. Yes. Pretty much, it's, yeah. it's entirely because she plays for France. And, I, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll let Lincoln dive into that more, but the one thing I'd say is if we're ignoring the French aspect of it, and if she continues hit, hitting literally just a third of her threes. If she just keeps doing that, I would have her easily above Aaliyah Edwards. No offense to Aaliyah Edwards. Oh, right. I really yeah. like her, but I she agree. would be a lottery pick. Yeah, she's an incredible athlete, uh, putting the ball on the floor defensively. She's just so smooth. And the one thing that stood out the most to me watching her play in France was the level of patience and craft, especially out of the pick and roll, that you just don't see in 19 year olds ever she's just she's such a smooth athlete and she reads the floor really well she's so crafty and it's so fun to watch yeah there is just so much on both ends to like with her but i i think the thing that probably should pop first you know d depending on you know which game you're catching if she's hitting big shots if she's defending her, her tail off the thing that really consistently stands out the most I think is the level of pick and roll operation she has. And, you know, I think when we look at college players, when we look at young players in the W, one of the things that, you know, is both the hardest to develop, but also is the thing that just sort of naturally evolves as, you know, they go from 18, 19 to 22, 23 is the, is the, is the court mapping is the, is the processing of the game and getting up to speed. And regardless of that, she is one of the best pick and roll operators we've seen over the past several years in really any draft class. It's incredibly impressive the way that she is able to lead an offense out of that and the way she's able to continue moving without the ball and setting herself up to hit the second sides, to attack off closeouts, and to really get everything going on the offensive end in a way that, you know, we've talked before, I especially have about, you know, really liking players who can you know, both operate off the ball, but be really strong and consistent offensive engines. I think Lacan brings that as much as, you know, any player of her age, you know, that we've seen in years. Um, and, you know, beyond that, she is, she projects as a pretty good defensive player, honestly, like, like a plus guard defender with some level, with, with some level of ability to not get destroyed on switches. And one thing that uh, was big for me early in the year was she just wasn't making any threes for like the first month of the year. 
if you really remove that first stretch, she's been at 40% over the last like month and a half. If she's shooting like that over an extended period of time, I mean, it gets, it gets scary because the form isn't bad. There's nothing crazy mechanically yeah. wrong there. So just, yeah, like you said, one of the best guard prospects we've had. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the form is fine. There's a little bit of like a weird push from the shoulder, but otherwise, you know, it's a one motion catch and shoot three. She can hit it off of some motions. She's, she has pretty good power transfer. The, the only issue, like, like you've been saying, is, you know, it's not just a slow start to the season. She's pretty consistently over the past uh, two, two and a half years been like right around 30% from three, which isn't bad. That's, you know, that that's good enough at her size, at her ability to draw fouls, which excellent ability to draw fouls, um, ability to get to the rim at her defensive level. That's good enough to, you know, be able to play. But, you know, we're talking about the difference between someone who's a fine backup, but when they're French, you don't really, you're not, you're not going to spend that draft capital on a fine backup. Um, you're, we're comparing that to, you know, if she's hitting literally just a third of her threes, you know, that's going to force some overs. That's going to be able to play up off the ball, especially with, a somewhat confusingly super high volume of three-point shots she's been taking. So, you know, again, even that really small incremental increase in her three-point shooting that brings her up to basically average plays up everything else. And do you have any long-term concerns with the finishing? Uh, that was one thing we noted in the draft the draft board. Uh, she's been up and down so far to start the year, but you kind of bet on the athleticism, size piece there. Yeah, I mean... It's not, you know, it's a, it's not just a little issue. It's, it's a pretty, I think, glaring issue. The more you look at her that she's, uh, I think the, the, the gentle way I tend to put it with players like her is she's a challenged finisher. Um, but I think this is very much in the Skylar Diggins Smith mold where Skylar Diggins Smith is not a good finisher at all, but Skylar Diggins Smith is also like one of the best players in WNBA history, uh, in terms of guards at being able to draw fouls and, Coincidentally, that is also a comp we have for her. But that being said, you know, if you can draw fouls as much as she does, you know, you know, over the same time frame that I talked about her three-point three percentage before, she had a free throw attempt rate over 30%, which is super high, especially for, again, a teenage guard. And that's including t- games in EuroLeague, including games in the French League. So, you know, that is to say, she draws fouls more than enough for me to, you know, say it's going to be... You know, it's not what you want, but she certainly makes up for it. All right. So after the break, we'll get into some more international prospects in this year's class. Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my winnings this basketball season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball. From the special special league, a, a special league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and plus receptions. PricePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. PrizePix now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this basketball season. Go to prizepix.com slash NBA and use code LOCKEDONNBA for first deposit match up to $100. That's code LOCKEDONNBA for a match up to $100.
I'm your host, Hunter Cruz, and before we get back into our conversation on international prospects in this year's draft, I want to inform you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. So let's get back into our conversation and let's open up with Nadia Poch, who is a top top 10, top 15 prospect in this class, depending on who you look at. But so far for, for us, we have her at number 11 on our preseason board, uh, six foot three from Australia with a six five wingspan. This season, she's averaging 9.9 points, 4.9 rebounds, 1.1 steal, and she's shooting 37.5% from three. Some struggles from two, similar to what we talked about with Lacan. But what have you seen from her so far this year, Lincoln? Yeah, uh, notably in that it's not like zero steals, zero steals, three steals, four steals. It's She has at least one steal in every game they've played so far this year. Uh, and she's making strides inside the arc. Just yesterday uh, against the Bendigo Spirit, she had 17 points on 13 shots with six free throw attempts and four offensive rebounds, which is um, very promising. Uh, she's shown flashes of um, being a capable or competent driver, which I saw a little bit of that in the U19 FIBA film. I've seen a little bit of that in uh, the WNBL. It's still early enough in the year that um, one bad game in the WNBL is kind of messing with those numbers. She had a 3-for-12 game against Adelaide, and that's really dragging her two-point percentage down so far this year. but. She's a capable corner three shooter. She's a really, really good defender. Um, I I think that she's very good in help defense. She's good on switches. She's a solid rebounder and a good good at boxing out. And when the drives are hitting, it really just makes everything come together in just such an, a fun way. Lincoln, do you know who the best player on Bendigo is? Not off the top of my head. My friend, that would be uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers legend, Kelsey Griffin. Kelsey Griffin. 36-year-old Kelsey Griffin. Yes. Do you know who the Bendigo Spirit's second best player is? Um, Neither do I, Lincoln. Neither do I. It doesn't really matter. We, you don't know who it is. You've never heard of her name before. That's that's the point I'm I'm kind of trying to get trying to get to with Poach is incredibly talented player, obviously. You know, locked on. 24-7 sports is here for you and never quits 24-7. You know what you know what who else never quits 24-7? That's that's not a poach on the defensive end because she is excellent and she will do basically everything. It's incredible. But I also think given what we've seen offensively, and especially given the age, given just how raw the skill set is, you know, you have to be able to look at things and say, you know, is this a one-off? Is this a consistent thing? You know, there were things you said, like in terms of the Bendigo game, there were things that she was doing inside the arc in terms of the driving, in terms of the left-handed finishing, in terms of the, um, in terms of the hezzy moves we've seen before, you know, we've seen her try that against tougher competition. It works sometimes and it doesn't work other times. It, she is going to make it's, it's hard with international prospects just because, you know, you never really know where they're going to end up, especially with how I think most of the interesting role players on the domestic college side in this draft have sort of just not taken leaps this year and mostly disappointed. 
not in a huge way, but you know, no one's really shut up the board at all, other than you know, some players who might have been a little low on to start off with. But you know, and I, I think because of that, it's entirely possible. I think the poach is gonna make some general manager either look very smart or very dumb uh, if they don't have the a very clear plan for you know what they want to do with her and how they want to fit her into the offense. Because you know, if you want to bring her in and you want to play her the, the same way that Minnesota played Diamond Miller this year, it'll look similar. It won't score similar. It won't end up similar. It'll just look similar. If you, if you want to bring her in and you want to play her uh, similar to how Atlanta played Haley Jones or how they played uh, Leticia Meher, that ain't going to end well. You got to know what you're doing here. All right, so let's flip, let's flip, flip over to Carla Leite, who is our number 14 prospect on our preseason board, five foot nine guard from France. She is averaging so far this year in seven games, not as many games as we've seen from Lecon, but she's averaging 13.9 points, 5.6 assists, which leads France right now. She also averages 2.3 rebounds. But the one bad part so far for her this year is the three-point shooting. She's at 14.8% on 3.8 attempts per game. For you, Em, do you have any long-term concerns with her shooting, or do you just view this as just a really rough start of the year? Locked on sports 24-7 never quits. And you know who does quit, though, plenty of the time? That's Layla Lacan when she does not have the ball in her – or not Layla Lacan, gosh dang it. It's Carla Lathan when she doesn't have the ball in her hands. It's one of the most glaring things I think we've ever seen with any prospect lately. It's just how little she cares about moving without the ball. It's – and. It's not even to the extent that, you know, she doesn't care. It's literally she will just be there and, like, have absolutely no awareness of what off-ball movement means. She just she just stands still. Like, at least with some players when you're like, oh, man, they don't do anything with off-ball ball. At least they're just, like, good at, like, sort of getting themselves open. Like, Caitlin Clark, for the most part, doesn't do a lot of movement around the arc unless she's specifically cutting open for a shot or cutting to the ball to get open. Like, Lady doesn't do that. Lady just sort of stands still. Maybe she takes a couple of steps to like open a very difficult swing pass for a teammate. It's so funny. Anyway, I'm not concerned with the three-point shooting. For her career over the past several years, she's been a perfectly like reasonable like 34.5% three-point shooter. The shot looks fine. I given you know the sample size here, I would not be concerned about you know a couple months. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. She's she's uh, a solid player. She's kind of in the same mold as Lacan we talked about before, um, but just not quite the same level of athlete or um, defender to me. That's the thing that, that sets them apart a little bit is that I think Lacan is a much better defender than Leite. And part of that could be motor effort related, but um, I'm not exactly sure. She hasn't made a three since October 14th in the top division of France which is only four games played, three games played since then for her. But it's, I'm, I'm a little bit more worried about the shot than M is. Yeah, there's a lot of sway to me. I don't think she sets her feet. Like she, she never looks mm-hmm. like she's setting her body completely. But one thing I think it's worth noting with Leite is with her system, with, with the system she plays in, they have virtually no bench at all. Like they play six yeah. players and one of their, one of her, her big is a 17, 17, 18 year old, um, raw big, so she doesn't really have a lot mm. she's working with, so the usage is high, so I, that, that leads to some of the efficiency issues. But I think overall, we're talking about another really good pick and roll ball handler in this class, good processing ability. She's also just really good at getting to the rim, uh, quick guard off the bounce, good athlete. Um, mm-hmm. 
do you think she could rise a little bit more on your board as the season goes along, or do you think that there's just, it just has to be the shot? Like if the shot hits, there's a chance she could be like eight on your board, or do you think it's yeah? What do you think? If she shows things that we haven't seen before, then I could see myself bringing her higher. But if it's if it's just more of the same kind of things that we've already seen on tape, like if she's just a solid pick and roll player who's driving and making some solid passes. I, I don't think I'm going to raise her higher on my board because that's just the same things that we've already seen. I'd have to see something new, whether it's uh, improved defense or some sort of off-ball acumen coming into play. That That's what would um, raise Leite higher for me. So after the break, we'll talk about our final international prospect, Isabel Borlase out of Australia. I know we come to we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but we can talk just for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can imagine a more helpless feeling than or, or one of... My kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medical medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at the fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to prepare the t- than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's code locked on for $20 off your order. All right, so our final prospect here is Isabel Borlace out of Australia. Borlace is a five foot eleven, six foot off guard wing so far this year she's averaging 6.6 points 4.8 rebounds three assists 2.1 steals she's also averaging over a block per game on 31.4 percent shooting from three she's also going to the free throw on a bunch so for you lincoln with board lace there's a lot of intrigue there because when we talked about with last year in international guard prospects board lace has been extremely effective showing the ball and she's doing so on a professional team at 19 years old, leading them in scoring. Obviously, that means a lot. And where are you at on her as a prospect? Yeah, Borlace is interesting. Um, she's maybe the most dynamic transition guard in Australia, which is, is saying something. She is absolutely just a monster in transition. She's got a great last step. Her Euros is really nice she just she's really good operating in these small spaces in the paint she's got a smooth a compact three-point form which is very effective um and she's solid as a passer she's an ambitious passer uh and sometimes that goes very well sometimes it it goes less well um but the weird thing with Borlace is I've never noticed her defense in a good way or a bad way, really. She's just kind of 
out there defensively. Yeah, I think with Borlace, um, among these other three international prospects, I think her upside is definitely the lowest. But I think a team is going to like the idea of her, given that there's just a solid player there. She's 5'11", yeah. good jumper. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, she she can she can get to the rim and transition. That's valuable. She's also the youngest prospect in this year's draft as well. So Borlace is someone that was included on ESPN's latest mock draft. There's definitely spelled a chance. wrong though. It was spelled and it was spelled wrong. But there is a chance that she could go. I think anywhere from late first round, depending on who withdraws, to like the late second round to early third. But I think with Borlace. Just just a well-rounded player, I think, in general. Like you said, she's not amazing on defense. We haven't noticed anything in that aspect. But if she's good, she's decent on defense. If she can make a spot-up jumper, I think she's someone that maybe isn't coming over right away, but maybe she's like a year away rather than yeah. maybe uh, a couple of these international prospects who we probably won't see Lacon for a couple of years because of because uh, of what they have to do with, with the Olympics. Same with Leite, but I think yeah. over, o- overall, just a really, really good class, I think. For sure. And that's a, a weird political advantage that Australian prospects have over French prospects is that their league gets done like a full two months before the WNBA season starts in May and June. And it just it makes a huge difference. And it is it fair to these players? Not necessarily, but... It is the way it is, and um, if you're going to – we've seen a lot of Australian players succeed in the WNBA um, all the way as far back as Lauren Jackson. You have players like Steph Talbot. You have uh, Jade Melbourne, the backup point guard for the Seattle Storm. You know, I I think that Australian basketball is really fun. And Rebecca Allen. Rebecca Allen with this, like – History of success, uh, Ezzy Magligor, of course. This history of success is going to make uh, Australian prospects more tantalizing to WNBA teams moving forward, I think, not less. And, you know, if Borlase is averaging 17 points per game in the WNBL as a 19-year-old, someone who just turned 19 right at the beginning of this season, that's attractive. And two other international prospects that were on our preseason board, but just over this last month, I've kind of fallen on them as well. I just don't think there's as much there from a prospect standpoint. But Elena Buenavida, five foot ten guard from Valencia, Spain, she's just a good pick and roll operator. The one problem with her is just she doesn't isn't really the most aggressive guard. She's also just just doesn't really have a super standout skill. Uh, with Alicia Flores, off off ball guard from also from Valencia, Spain, she's five foot nine. The problem with her is. She just can't make a free throw. It's the weirdest thing I've seen of any prospect maybe ever. She is, she has good form. She has a fun shot, a fun skill set, but she's like a 45% free throw shooter for no reason at all. Um, she's a fun player. Maybe take her in the late third round. She's fun. Like, why not? We have an extra second round pick, a second, extra third round pick. Let's just take her. But if not, I think she could blossom into a guard in Spain. But right now... She isn't getting many first-team minutes, which is probably keeps her from being a prospect, ultimately. 
But thanks for being Locked On Women's Basketball, your first listen every day. Join the team at the next back next week for continued coverage of women's college basketball. Make your second listen Locked On Sports Today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Have a great rest of your weekend, everyone.